March 16th, 2021. I was lying on the couch at like six in the morning by myself crying. And I'd been outside for the last couple hours in the cold at a park doing push-ups and pull-ups. Push-ups and pull-ups. Just trying to wear myself out physically because I didn't want to deal with the emotional pain. I had just found out that my girlfriend at that time had cheated on me with another guy. I knew that she had been seeing him, but I found out right before that that she had sex with him. And I didn't think that I was going to be a jealous person. I didn't think that... I didn't think that it would break me down the way it did until it really happened and I really found out about it. And really, I didn't see it at the time, but I had kind of done it to myself in a certain sense with the way I had let the relationship go. I'm not advocating cheating ever, but you know, I could have prevented this from happening for a lot of different reasons. Anyway, I was there on the couch and I was, at the time, there were some suicidal thoughts creeping into my head, but the algorithm was on my side this time. And, you know, just to touch on suicide, by, by that point, lots of people, including her, my girlfriend at the time, had been suicidal in my life over the last few years up to that point. It was nothing new. It's almost a contagious thought, sadly enough. Luckily, none of the people that I knew that were that close to me had actually gone through with it and committed suicide, so thank God for that. Now, I told you guys in the last chapter of these Life Lessons episodes to be careful about what you watch on the news. Don't believe everything. I also told you to be careful about the algorithm. The algorithm can work for you or it can work against you. In this position in my life, at this time in my life, I was on the up and up in terms of the way I reacted to different events. I told you guys in chapter one here about the disastrous, inaccurate polygraph results that I had with the CIA and my bad reaction to it, how my reaction to it was worse than the event itself. In the words of Pastor Charles Swindle, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. It's a famous book at this point. 10% what happens to you, 90% how you react to it. In 2017, I did not know how to react maturely and appropriately when bad things, quote-unquote, happened to me. By 2021, I was better. Not great, but better. I almost went and posted on social media. I almost went and talked about what my girlfriend at the time had done on social media and posted it all over, and that would have been a massive disaster, and it would have shown tons of immaturity. Lucky I didn't do that. I almost did it, I swear. I didn't do it. What I did do, which was immature, is rant to her through a whole bunch of WhatsApp messages and then threw essentially some things back in her face. My reaction wasn't great. It wasn't great. It was, it was like 50-50 in terms of maturity. But it was better than it would have been a few years before. It was a bit more mature than I would have reacted a few years prior to that. Why? Because my boy Wes Watson was screaming in my ear. <laughs> I talked a few episodes back on here. I think it was like episode five, the negative influencers, quote unquote one. And it's actually very positive influencers, but that they talk about a lot of negative things and turning negativity into positivity. Talked about Wes Watson, who is, well, if you don't know who he is, he's basically famous at this point. He is a former prison inmate who was in the penitentiary for 10 years who's turned his life around and turned lots of other people's lives around. Look him up if you need to. 
And I had been turned on to him in like 2019 and started really loving his content. He comes from a totally different world than I do, but his content really resonates with me. And a big, huge part of the message is just that in itself, understanding that in life, a lot of bad things, quote unquote, are going to happen to us. And it's all about the way that we react. We have to be ready for these things to happen. And when they do, we respond appropriately. We do not cry like little babies. We respond appropriately. I also, it was a time where for me, compression over compassion, this is the way that he describes it, compression in the sense of when someone needs advice, there are really two options. You can give them compression, meaning that you push them forward. You say, hey, you're doing this wrong. Do do, do better. Do better. Do better. Compassion is essentially, oh my God, I'm sorry that's happening to you. And you hear them out. We live in a world where there's a lot of compassion. Everybody's talking about compassion these days. And compassion, I'm sure, it's a, it's a great thing. Compression worked better for me than compassion during that time. Compression is what I needed. Compression is what I needed to make the mentality switch from being someone who was always an excuse maker and felt like the world was out to get me and that wasn't fair to me, 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 me. I needed some compression. I needed someone like Wes Watson to yell in my ear and say, hey, suck it up, let's go. In 2018, this was actually before I discovered Wes Watson, I started along that path of, well, finding different different influencers, understanding that there is alternative media out there to the Fox News and to the CNN crap that we're forced to listen to most of the time if you have just like a regular television subscription. It started off with a show called Impact Theory with Tom Bilyeu, who I now hold a light grudge against because I applied for his company, got an interview, and then they didn't want me. But that's okay. They're still, they do good things. Then came Wes and many others including Jocko Willink, former Navy SEAL, who's now an influencer. He has a book called Extreme Ownership. I love that book and I love that concept just because essentially what it is is you're taking responsibility for everything that happens. You're no longer blaming anyone or anything else for anything. It's a very powerful concept. What I really learned, the most important thing that they kept hammering into my head is that We take responsibility for everything and that hard times are when we learn the most. And this is why you need to curate your algorithm. You curate your algorithm because your algorithm nowadays, in the modern world we live in, it is like the five people you spend the most time with. There's no such thing anymore as the five people you spend the most time with in person. Sure, we see people in person every now and then, but 15 hours of the day, you're stuck with that phone in front of your face. Your algorithm is who you spend the most time with. Your social media, what you scroll to, whoever pops up, that is what influences you. You are a result of the five people you spend the most time with, quote unquote, and the people that you spend the most time with are the ones that are on your phone popping up on your social media. So you have to curate it. You have to get rid of the bullcrap. You have to stop having it bring you disastrous news from some other country that you have nothing to do with and is going to put you in a negative state. It doesn't do anything to help you with your life and it's going to put you in a negative state about the world. You need to switch your algorithm. You need to get your algorithm giving you content that's going to help you. It might not be the same content that helps me, but you need to get some sort of content that helps you. And this is why in this situation, it was hugely important for me to have Wes in my algorithm. Because in those moments, when I opened up my phone, which we all do, we could, it doesn't matter what's going on with us. We can be having the greatest day of our lives, or we can be heartbroken, or we can be sick as a dog, but all of us still open up our phone and start scrolling. We all do it. <laughs> and what I would see when I would scroll is Wes Watson. 
on Instagram, on YouTube, on whatever, on Spotify, saying the same message over and over. Hey, suck it up. Let's go. Times are going to be hard. We got to be harder. And that's what I needed to hear during that time. You can read all of the self-help books you want, but, and that's good, it's good, you can follow all these influencers that are going to help you that you want, but at some point it needs to be put into practice. It needs to be tested. 2020 had been a difficult year for me, you know, the main COVID year, for different reasons than it was for a lot of people, but it had been a tough time. And... At this point, you know, it was early 2021, and this was the real, real test for me. You know, she left me for another man. I was, I mean, I was emotionally and financially, I like to say, basically broke. Um, And I didn't know what I was going to do. I was in a crisis, so to speak. But then there's like a, I think it's in the Chinese language. I don't know if this is actually true, but something about how like crisis equals danger plus opportunity. I don't know if this is actually like a thing. Somebody said that's like a myth that that actually means that. But okay, you get the point that crisis can either be danger or an opportunity or a combination of the boat, of both. So if we look at it as an opportunity, well, there you go. So I was in, you know, maybe the worst spot I had ever been in in life at that point, but... The next six months after that would be among the best in my life in terms of progress. In terms of progress. Not in terms of fun or happiness. In terms of progress. More on that in the next episode. All right. Love you all. Talk again soon. Peace.